Jeremiah 29, verse 10 and 11. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I promised. And I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Tell somebody God had plans for you. Turn to somebody else and say, things may not be happening for a while, but the plan has not changed. The plan hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. I don't care where you're stuck. The plan hasn't changed. He says, I have, they are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future, and a hope. I want to talk to you about the power of prophecy, part two, and the title of this is Just Say Yes. Just say yes. This is an encouraging word because you really have to hold out until God delivers on his promise. Amen. I want to show you the next, hopefully it's the next picture. Um, Okay. This is a picture of Aleppo, Syria, before the bombings and after the bombings. In 605 BC, Babylon comes in, and the translation of the word Babylon, I'm going to need you with me, the, the translation of the word Babylon is confusion. And some of you right now, you feel like your life has been hijacked by confusion. Whether it's a lost job, whether it's a struggling marriage, whether it's a career that doesn't seem to be going anywhere, whether it's a broken friendship. It means it's basically stuff is happening. You're trying to figure out why is it happening. I want to let you know uh, we all go through seasons where we, when we are dragged into exile. And if you haven't had those seasons, then you know what? You probably aren't really being truthful. You can call it exile, you can call it a wilderness, whatever you want to call it, it's not a fun place to be. Can, can anybody say amen? amen? 605 BC, and Daniel is one of the first to be taken captive into Babylon. He's a teenager. He will never see Jerusalem again in his life. Are you hearing me? He will never see Jerusalem again in his life. Eight years later, 597 BC, Babylon comes in again and takes more people from Jerusalem. This time, a part of this group is Ezekiel. Are you hearing me? So you have Daniel who... 
He is taken captive in 605 BC, and yet his name means, My God is the judge. My God is a decider. You have Ezekiel, who was taken into captive in, in 597 BC, eight years later. His name means the one who God strengthens. He also never gets out of Babylon. He will never see Jerusalem again. Are you hearing me so far? And then, 11 years later, in 586 B.C., because they refuse to yield, and you really need to read Jeremiah 28, God told them that he has chosen Nebuchadnezzar to rule the world. And he said, so when Nebuchadnezzar wants to come and take over Jerusalem, let him do it. Don't fight it. The false prophets, they said, no, God's going to deliver you. You're going to get out in two years. And they got so upset because uh, uh, Jeremiah did an illustrative sermon. He had a wooden yoke and said, you're going to be under the yoke of Babylon. But if you yield, things will be cool. He, they, he will allow you to stay. He allow those of you who are still in Jerusalem to stay there. The false prophet came, smashed the wooden yoke and said, basically, Jeremiah, you're a liar. We're getting out of here in two years. Resist. Thus saith the Lord, resist Nebuchadnezzar because you will win and defeat him. And all it did was make Nebuchadnezzar more angrier. God said to the false prophet through Jeremiah, because you broke the wooden yoke, because you didn't just submit to what I was doing, now you'll have a yoke of iron. Not only will you have a yoke of iron, but also to prove that you're a false prophet, you're dying in two months. And he dropped dead in two months. Not only that, he said to King Zedekiah, who kept fighting Nebuchadnezzar, that now that you fought Nebuchadnezzar, you are going to be dragged off to Babylon. You will be allowed to see your children one more time, but the last sight of your children is that Nebuchadnezzar will kill all your kids in front of you and then pluck out your eyeballs so that that would be the last sight you see. All because they didn't yield. And God said, because you didn't yield, I am going to allow Babylon to come into Jerusalem and burn it down and burn down the temple. If they only said yes, the temple wouldn't have been burnt down. Are you hearing me? So in 586 BC, what was once before is now this. Are you hearing me? Are you with me so far? This is what they're seeing. Help me sing this song. Great is 
thy faithfulness, O God, my good.
believe you're going through that's worse than this. And yet in the midst of seeing their city burn down, their place of worship burn to the ground, Jeremiah's sings and lamentations, great is your faithfulness. Somehow, in the midst of all that rubble, you still have plans for us. I know what you see is disastrous, but I am the faithful God. If you needed to hear that, why don't you raise your hand right now? Father, in Jesus' name, you are the faithful Fast love never ceases. Your mercies are new every morning. And even when we're not faithful, you are faithful. You're going to pull it off. And when you pull off our future, we'll give you all the glory and all the praise. songs take a different meaning when you put them in context with what's going on in people's lives. The word prophecy or prophesy comes from two Greek words, pro, which means beforehand, and phanai, uh, uh, P-H-A-N-A-I, which means to speak. So many times what God is saying is that you need to prophesy. You need, you need to speak beforehand. Are you hearing me? God needs you to speak beforehand. God needs you to speak before his hand will move. You want God to move? You need to speak beforehand. It is at this time... Remember that picture. It's the city is destroyed. Are you hearing me? The city's destroyed. The temple's destroyed. And it's at this moment, 11 years after he has been taken exile into Babylon. Are you with me? That Ezekiel, it's at this time that Ezekiel is lifted up and put into a valley of dry bones. And he says, the Lord took hold of me and carried me away by the spirit. Ezekiel chapter 37, put me a valley full of dry bones. He led me all around among the bones and they, that covered the valley floor and they were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then the Lord asked me, son of man, can these dry bones live again? Can these people live again? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, only you alone know that. Then the Lord said to me, speak a prophetic word, a prophetic message to these bones and say to these bones, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to make you live again. And then you will know that I am the Lord. So verse 10, I spoke the message as 
the Lord commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then the Lord said to me, son of man, these dry bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying all their hope is gone. Well, what do you think they would say after their cities burnt down? What do you think the people in Syria are saying? All hope is gone. They needed to hear a prophetic word. See, we read this with no context. And we get excited. Ooh, dry bones live. But their, their city, their home has been burnt to the ground. The place where God said in Second Chronicles chapter 7, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. When, 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 when Solomon, uh, initiated the, and, 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 and built the temple and the glory of God came down in the temple. And God says, if you pray in this place, I will answer prayers. If you pray in this place and all of a sudden years later, you see the place that God says, I'll meet you burnt to the ground. And God says to Ezekiel, can I fix this again? Of course, Ezekiel is going to say after hearing that the temple is burnt down, after seeing that picture, only you, only, only you know, Lord. This is only you know. And that's why you have to have a word from the Lord, because when you get a word from the Lord, he says, I expect you to prophesy what I tell you to prophesy, because right now there's going to be no hope unless you hear a word from the Lord. What are you speaking over your life? What are you speaking over your career? What are you speaking over your children, over your marriage? What are you speaking over your body? Sometimes you need to say, I remember when my mom had cancer and she was wondering if she was going to die and not even live to see Carmen and I get married. And the Lord dropped the word in my heart that I gave her and I was only 22, but the Lord gave me a 23. The Lord gave me a word for her. And it was that the, the right hand of the Lord is exalted. The light right hand of the Lord does valiant things. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. And now my mother has lived to see my daughter four years older than I was when I got married. He is the faithful God. Turn your name and say, never word. You're going to say, well, I don't have the gift of prophecy. Yes, you do. You have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift of prophecy. In fact, you have 66 books full of prophecy. Speak the word over your life. Sixty-seven years goes by from 605 B.C. to 538 B.C. Cyrus comes in and he takes over, defeats Babylon. And Daniel says, wait a minute. He says, it was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede who became king of the Babylons, meaning he conquered the Babylonians. And during the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, remembered the word of the Lord. I remembered the word of the Lord from the prophet Jeremiah that Jerusalem must lie desolate 70 years 
and we're getting out of here. You need to understand whatever prophetic words have been spoken over your life. Those of you, for example, even those of you, for example, who were here and had this graduation blessing on your life. Are you with me? That's a prophetic word. So no matter what happens to you, you have to say, you know what, God, your hand is upon me like a chess piece and you are making the moves in my life. Daniel remembered the word of the Lord that we were getting out of Jerusalem in 70 years. And he started praying into the prophetic word. What we do many times, and we're going to let the Sunday school students go. What we do many times is we hear a prophetic word or we read a word that God has spoken to our hearts and we say, wow, that was nice. Woohoo, that's great. But what you need to do is write it down and, be, and begin to pray the prophecy. If the Lord said, I'm going to bless you, write down. The Lord said he's going to bless me and then go to the, go and pray and say, God, you said you're going to bless me. Pray the prophecy because uh, the apostle Paul said to Timothy in first Timothy chapter one, verse 18. I think it is uh, second Timothy. I was getting mixed up, but it's chapter one, verse 18. He says, do warfare with the prophetic words that was spoken over your life. Which means that somebody does not want you to get what the Lord has for you. Are you with me? Let's, uh, I'm uh, going to release the Sunday school students right now and the, and the teachers. I'm going to release you right now while I keep rolling here. Again, when's the last time you spoke the prophetic words that were spoken over your life? When's the last time? I mean, come on. You, you know, whether it was Pastor Chandler or, or, or Pastor Lorraine Thornhill or Pastor Kathleen Verner or you know, the many uh, prophets who God allowed us to come in and you you were weeping and you fell out and you did all that. And after all that, when's the last time you said it? You have to do warfare because the devil does. Come on, folks. Thus saith the Lord, I'm going to use you to bless many people and people are going to come to Christ. You think the devil's listening to say, oh, that's wonderful. Praise, praise God. Okay, <laughs> watch this. Help Jesus. Turn your name and say neighbor. The devil quotes your prophecy more than you do. See, see, you need to understand. The other side. You need to understand that when you come up for your prophetic word, and you're like, okay, just the devil. The devil comes up too. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna record this. I'm gonna record this, and then. He says to the demons, all right, do everything opposite. I'm going to bless you so you'll be wealthy enough to bless so many people. I'm going to bless you. You're going to be wealthy enough to give to missions. All right. Tell their boss to lay them off. And instead of doing warfare... We, we sing that old song. This is for those of us baby boomers because the young people don't know. Remember, remember uh, Underdog? Where, oh, where has my underdog gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? We say that about God. Where, oh, where has my deliverer gone? Oh, where, oh, where can he be? 
we quote, we act like Jesus. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? We will leave here. Saw the picture of of that of Aleppo and, and 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 have sung, great is thy faithfulness. Wave our hands and as soon as we walk out these doors, something will happen and we will forget what we sang. Turn your name and say, but that's not you. That's not you. You would never, you would never forget the goodness of God. No, you would never forget. You would never curse God and die or live. <laughs> so how do we respond to prophecy? How do we respond to prophecy? Whether it's a prophetic word that you know, God uses a vessel to give us, whether it's in these times when I'm just having a conversation with somebody, I'm having a conversation with Charles, and all of a sudden Charles says something, and the Lord, have you had a conversation with somebody, and they say something, you say, oh, that wasn't them, that was the Lord. Are you with me? So you need to understand, this is a prophetic house, which means that at any time, God can use somebody to speak to your life, where you will leave church and say, what did the pastor say? I don't know what he said, but I know what, I know what Masato said, because the Lord spoke to her. So you gotta, you always gotta have your spiritual antennas ready because God, God can speak to you in the parking lot. Can I get a witness out there? You believe and say, well, God, I get it. And all of a sudden, you know, one of the parking lot people speak the word to you like, ah, thank you. <laughs> Shout more in the parking lot than in the house of the <laughs> But what should we do when we receive that word? Should we just say, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus? No. Just say yes. Just say yes. Just say yes. First thing we need to do is just yield to the word. God says to them in, in Jeremiah 29, you're going to be here for a while. So build homes, get a job, get married, have grant, grant what? Yeah, you're going to be here for a while. You're going to be here for a while. <laughs> you're going to be here for a while. I wish the Lord would tell me how long I'd be going through. Can I get a witness out there? I, I, I wish I wish going through was like college. You know, you, after four years, you graduate. Can I can I get a witness? I, I, I wish I wish God would say, you know, give me give me give me a sharp fellowship of going through. But sometimes God lets you go through. For <laughs> forever, <laughs> it, it feels like forever. Forever, forever, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> I wish he would say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death for two months, I will fear no evil. He, he, does, he doesn't seem to put a time limit on going through. And and sometimes people will belittle you're going through. You're always going through. I you think I enjoy going through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I love going through. Oh, hit me again. <laughs> hit me with your best shot. I mean, come on. But at least you're going through. 
as opposed to stopping and building a home in the valley. Well, see, and I'm not getting out. I might as well have a terrace and have a deck, have a cookout I'm going through. Hey, anybody want to join me? No. <laughs> Yield. Yield. Like Jesus did. Woo! He yielded. If you're God, why don't you come down? If, if we were Jesus, oh, oh, you want me to come down, huh? Okay, okay. I'm coming now. You'd wipe out the whole human race and everybody's going to hell. Oh God, I'm sorry. My bad. I didn't know you had a plan to bring people to heaven. <laughs> Yield into your hands. I commit my spirit. You know why? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying this, look at the ceiling that way. I don't get some of the looks I'm getting. You know why you're still on the cross? Because you refuse to die. <laughs> turn your name and say, turn your name and say, just, just die. You ever see one of those movies where every time you think the guy is dead? Anybody remember the first Terminator movie? You're like, just die. You're like, the arm's coming out. Like, just die. And that's like some of you. You know, God got, you know, the spear through the side, you know, crown of thorns. And, and God's like, okay, now I can, now I can resurrect him. And you're like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Now I can resurrect him. Somebody talks to you, talks about you. I'll get you. You just wait. When I get off to this cross, I'm going to get you. I'm going to remember every word you said to me. And God's like, oh, no, leave him back. Leave him up there. Some of you are tied to God's skewer. skewer. He just got you, no. No, turn around in the flames. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep him there for a while. Keep them there for a while. Yeah, make sure they're well done. Mm -hmm. I see them twitching, so let make sure. Mm -hmm. Turn your neighbor. See, he's talking about you. I finally am able to love my coworker. Mm -hmm. The glory of the Lord. And then the coworker does something. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You can't treat me like this. Oh, you can't treat me like this. Oh, okay. Let's keep you on there a little bit longer. Mm. Fat Mr. Soldier, why don't you come over here? What, what, are you, what are you doing with that? What are you doing? Zick. And the Lord will stop when he can allow people to jab you and nothing comes out of your mouth. Turn the person next to you and say, you need to pray for me right now. You need to pray for me right now. Right now, right now, because some of you, you're, you, you are a responder. <laughs> I, you know, there's something in you that says, I ain't going out like this. I'm going to get the last word. I'm going to get the last word. And God said, no, I'm going to get the last word. <laughs> yes, I am. Woo. 
Shamanahaha. Oh, Lord. Mm, mm. So somebody said, that, pre that pastor's preaching up in there. He's, 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 he's preaching. Mm-hmm. 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 You always got to get that last word when you're arguing with your spouse. Let me just look up to the ceiling. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> Execute. Yield to the word and then execute. He says, build homes, plant gardens, marry, work for the peace of the uh, prosperity. This is Jeremiah 29. In other words, faith without works is dead. James chapter 2, verse 20 and 26. When God speaks a word, do what he tells you to do. If he says pray, pray. If he says read a word, read a word. If he says bless people around you, bless people around you. If he says bless your enemies, bless your enemies. Bless your enemies. If he says people on your job don't like you, but bring in, bring in some donuts for them, bring in the donuts. Don't lace them with poison. Bring them donuts. <laughs> I don't want to. No one brought me donuts. Just, 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 just be obedient. You'll get out faster. Some of you should be out by now, but you won't die. And you won't obey. And you say to God, you don't understand. And then Jesus looking for the cross like, oh, really? I don't understand. Oh, I really? Oh, I don't understand. Okay, okay. Yep, okay. Father, they're right. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. 30, I took 39 whippings for you, but I, mm, they spit on my face. They punched me in the face. Or they stabbed. Oh, but I don't understand. No problem. I get it. I get it. You crucified for me. I get it. Woo. I don't like this preacher. Uh, scripture. Yield. Execute. Do something in Scripture. Scripture, Scripture. Notice Daniel said, I was looking and I learned that it was revealed the word of the Lord through Jeremiah. As you are waiting on God and he gives you promises, find scriptures that you can memorize, that you can speak into your situation. We got a word from a prophetic word from Pastor Chandler and 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 the Bible lets you know, I think it's Luke chapter eight, verses ten. It says, it says, trouble is gonna come because of the word. Meaning as soon as the word comes, the devil's gonna try to attack the word. Are you with me? So we got a word from Pastor Chandler, and the word was, you're never to worry about money again. Never worry about money again. Never worry about money again. And so we so I have to memorize, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Okay? Now, here's a deep thing, and I'm going to mess with you, because God will say, never worry about money again. And you say, okay, God. And he says, so now uh, you need to fix this. And you're like, okay, God, um, I can't fix that because I don't have any money. He says, yes, you do. Well, no, God, I don't, I don't have any money. And he says, yes, you do. And then he says, well, you have such and such in the bank. And you say, yeah, but I'm saving that for a rainy day. 
And then the Lord will say, did the rainy day come yet? No. Did fixing this come yet? Yeah. So take that money and fix it. And trust me that when the rainy day comes, See, I'm, I'm, I'm having you do this because that way you don't get mad at me. But turn in your name and say, neighbor, Amen. you really do have the funds. It's just plan B. It's just plan B. It, 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 you, have, you have what I call just-in-case money. It's called just-in-case God doesn't show up. Drop the mic. <laughs> when God says, I want you to bless such and such, I don't have the money. No, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, it's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Yes, you do. Wait, come on, folks. You think you think God doesn't know the password to your bank account? <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't, yes, you, God's like, God's like, yes, you do. But God, that means if I give this, I won't have anything. Well, do you need it now? No, but, you know, August is coming around and we were planning for that vacation. And that's what I would say. Well, when August comes, I'll take care of it. But what if you don't? <laughs> Do you know why I'm preaching this message so good? Do you really want to know? <laughs> because God's been jacking me up. <laughs> and I just want to spread the pain. <laughs> I just want to spread the pain. <laughs> I was sitting in my prayer. No, why the Lord's giving me this message? Going, psh, psh. So I came out of my prayer closet, Matt, like, I'm going to get this congregation. <laughs> Brian, just say yes. Get your scriptures. Execute. Yield. <laughs> and the last one, survive. You, folks, you know what? These people who, who come to you, no, no offense, and no, praise the Lord. How you doing? God is good. Glory to God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, I'm like, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. highly favored. I'm like, you know, no, my whole world just got burnt down to the ground. And I'm, I ain't trying to hear. Hallelujah. Thank you. I, I, come on, folks. How many there's some days if you just survive the day, it's a good day. Come on. Can I? I'm talking about some for real people. Some for real people. How was your day? I stay saved. Can I get a a witness in the car? I stay saved. I stay saved. I stay saved. I I, I still love Jesus. Did you get any? Did you agree? I'm saved. Did you make progress? I'm saved. For some of you, did you secure a victory? I'm not in jail. 
Praise the Lord. My coworker still lives. Can, can I get, a, come on, can I get some for real people? You, sometimes you just got to survive. Well, where's that in the scripture? Oh, Lamentations. Yeah, he was saying great is thy faithfulness. But in chapter 3, verse 24 and 25, the rest of it says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope. That's survival in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. That's survival to the soul that seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You know, and sometimes you can't wait quietly, but you but you're still waiting. Amen. Amen. Can you turn your name and say he's he's a for real pastor. He's a for real pastor. He's a real. There's sometimes when I'm waiting. Look, can I be on? There's sometimes I remember those times I wait waiting. And some, one time I said to Lord God, you must not like me. Thank you. God, 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 you, you, you just must not like me. My prayer partner said this one time. He said, I said to God, God, if this is the way you treat your friends, the good news is that many of you are are surviving. And that's a victory in itself.